Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, Ryan Tannehill from the Dolphins here. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Tom Vigorito. Don Nottingham. Otto Stowe. Mike Colon. Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shuler, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. Join us now as we talk Dolphin football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm Catello, and we are broadcasting live. We'll take it to the Monday night uh, football game tonight, which is actually the national championship in college. So, uh, Alabama, Clemson, and uh, we'll bring you up to that. But uh, a more important note, the Miami Dolphins 2016 season uh, comes to an end yesterday uh, at the hands of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in the AFC wild card game as they lose 30-12. to uh, in a game that kind of went as expected in a lot of ways, as it, uh, you know, listeners to the show, um, you know, we kind of had that as the scenario. But I think you know there were certain things that we were you know afraid that might happen, and kind of did happen. But then it it changed direction. It was a very unusual game. There's a lot of things you know to discuss about it. Um, uh, what looked like the uh, the Miami Dolphins were on the verge of, of getting blown out early. Um, the Dolphin defense, which was what I feared, and I know uh, Rich had feared as well, uh, just so many openings and, and, and holes in it. They, they had played terribly uh, the last, I'm going to even say the last three games of the year. Even though you got two victories there, I, you know, I, I did not like the way that defense played, but Certainly, you know, the last two weeks of the season, um, they let up over 1,000 yards uh, and just seemed like they were really exposed in a lot of ways. And as the the, the Pittsburgh game began, um, you know, everything that you would have feared from a defensive perspective certainly came to fruition and came quickly as well as the uh, the first play of the game was an 11-yard run and very shortly after that, Antonio Brown, you know, making a, a, a short screen pass almost, uh, you know, takes it to the house for, you know, a 50-60 yarder. And um, and from there, it didn't stop. It just seemed like the Dolphins' defense was not going to be able to stop anybody. At one point, Ben Roethlisberger was 11 for 11 and, and, and going for a playoff record. Uh, he didn't get it, but uh, that really didn't stop or deter the Pittsburgh offense. And um, so, like I said, it was a very strange game. And what comes to mind on that is, you know, the young Dolphin team and what looked like was going to really be a football did respond. And they are a second-half team. They've been a second-half team all year. And sure enough, they, they had opportunities and, and came back, uh, you know, and, and had opportunities to make it a, a game. After you thought there was going to be no chance at that. And the big turning point in the game was right before the half. As the Dolphins were about to drive in for somewhat of a score, and, and maybe a, uh, with the you know the notion that they would get the ball back at, at at the beginning of the second half, then they would have a chance to tie the game on the on the second half drive. They you know were able to complete that and touchdown as well. And uh, Matt Moore was um, 
basically tackled by uh, Joey Harrison and uh, um, uh, just basically um, fumbled where he, he shouldn't have, uh, uh, you know, um, he's seen him coming. It seemed like he's seen him coming, and for some reason the cough the ball up there was just absolutely huge, and you get no points at all. Um, and and uh, you know that that was certainly the turning point in the game, and we'll, we'll get into it all because uh, when they received the ball in the second half, uh, very similar result. And then of course there's the uh, the hit on Matt Moore, which the whole country is talking about. Uh, one of the most vicious hits you will see, um, and from uh, in regular speed, uh, it, it kind of looked like uh, kind of looked like he was he was going to be done done. Uh, and for him to come back is one thing, and there were some really strange circumstances that surrounded that, but we'll get into all that. And that was really the dagger. And, and, and a play like that which should have really turned the tide and, and, and gave the Dolphins not only an opportunity to get back in the game hard, that went the opposite way for, for many, many reasons. And uh, the J-Train, the J J-H-I, uh Forget a 200-yard game. Uh, you know, he was basically uh, held strong to, to 33 yards on 16 carries, so that that ended as well. So without further ado, let me uh, welcome in Rich Van Zandt to the show. Rich, 30 to 12. Uh, you know, I can't say that it went different than we had thought, but what I will say, and you know, we have different perspectives on this team and where they're at right now. Uh, you're a lot more negative than I am, as usual. But um, let me say that I, I thought that the Dolphins, with all the nonsense that went down, really had a chance to to get back in the game and, and do something. They showed that they were a much stronger fortitude than I thought. They're a young team, but they are a second-half team. And then, you know, the, the, the turnovers and, you know, they kind of shot themselves to the foot there. But I guess your first start with the defense who came out and, it just looked like they could And laid an egg there. again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's been three weeks in a row now where this defense is looking atrocious, you know. I mean, they were on the point after the first quarter. The the, the uh, Steelers were on a, on a, you know, they were on, a, on their way to a 900-yard game. You know, what did they have, 240 yards in the first quarter? Yeah, and it didn't look like it was stopping anytime soon. And I, I still maintain the notion that, uh, you know, uh, they were basically it became more of a garbage time situation. But had the Dolphins had those two scoring opportunities, well, you had a score before halftime. When we fumbled right before halftime, that was the dagger. I mean, you weren't coming back from that, you know. Yeah, let me finish my point though. As I'm saying, I think if the Dolphins would have scored those on those two possessions, I think you would have seen the Steeler offense turn it on again. I think that. You know, it, their complacency was because the game had kind of gotten lulled and, and it was garbage time, if you will. But I don't have Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. The Dolphin defense was going to be able to stop time and keep times if they needed to. I don't I don't see it. I don't, I really didn't see that. I don't see that happening. I mean, you would have had to outscore them. I think that would have been the only chance you would have had. Of course, you couldn't go. Yeah, you had two possessions in a row, really, if you scored before half and got the ball back. You know, you had two opportunities there, and, you know, you, they blew both of them, and then the third time they had the ball back, they turned it over again. So they had three yeah. straight possessions with turnovers. Yeah, and, and you know, they, they, they basically shot themselves in the foot, took themselves out of the game. Like I said, though, even if they translated, I don't have to No, I don't, I don't think they were winning, but it would have been interesting, you know. It would have, and it showed a lot about the team. I got to tell you, this young team really shows me a lot of things that I like. 
There's a lot of things on this team I like. But, you know, it also leveled them off, and you, and, and, and you have to look with, like, real real glasses now because, um, you know, there was a lot of things that were exposed. I mean, I think that the Dolphins, you know, can run the ball, but you're not going to go in there and have 200 yards on the ground. You know, you're going to have to do some other things. Of course, you're playing with a backup quarterback. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, I mean they stacked the line. They 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 went in there to stop Ajayi, and they they did that pretty easily. And you know Albert had a really bad game. If you you yeah. look at it, he played awful. You know we're yeah. still playing with a second string center. You know I'm sure that's not helping open any up holes. You know I, you know our line still has issues. You know on that side of the ball. I mean you know look, you're not going to beat anybody scoring 12 points on the road. No. You're not, you know. It was uh, circumstances that prevented that from being. Uh, of course, that. yeah, but that's part of the ball game, you know. It was a very physical game, and I, I don't usually complain about the referees, but I, I think it was the kind of thing where you were outnumbered. There were certainly some calls in there that weren't made, and I well, think they let them. Like play when he got hit, when Moore got slammed, and they scored a 15-yard penalty, right? Yeah, well, and then Ajahi get gets flagged for unsportsmanlike yeah, conduct. Yeah, we're going right? to get off to that. Yeah, I mean that's the key. Yeah, we're, well, we're going to get off to that and, and that whole circumstance because I think that that was a bizarre turn of events, and I think they made a mistake on it. I've been I've been looking at it, and I've never heard of the circumstances like that of how. Yeah, it know, should have been offsetting, right? Penalty. Well, yeah, not even offsetting, but if you're not going to offset it, that's fine. And then you want to back them up, but I've never heard of a first and twenty-five to start a drive. No, that's insane. No, they had to have made a mistake on that. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's such a mistake. I think it's the Pittsburgh thing. Well, no, no, it's either on the books or it's not. It's a mistake or it's not. No, I I think it's a mistake on purpose, if you know what I mean. Look, Rich, Matt Moore gets knocked out. Okay, he gets hit with a vicious, dirty hit where the guy led with his head, Dupree, okay, it was the second time in the game that Dupree had, you know, a, a shot like that, okay? Now, he, he knocks out Matt Moore, okay, and then Jay Jai comes in and, in the huddle and he pushes him, and he gets flagged. You know, they were so excited to throw 500 flags, you know, in the air. 500 flags fly up and, and uh, you know, it, here it is, you know, another 15-yarder. Okay. Whatever. He did it. It was a stupid move. He did it right in front of the officials. So, you know, it was tough. And you're going to get penalized for it. But if you don't want to make those two cross out, that's fine. So you take the 15-yarder for the free hit. And he should have been, I thought he should have thrown out of the game, but he should have at least been, you know, uh, more so reprimanded than that today. And you, you, you then bring that to a certain point on the field. And then from that point, you should back them up 15 yards for a guy, and it should be first and 10. Yeah, I totally agree with you. But I, I think it's a Pittsburgh thing. You know, I think the refs are in a tank. I mean, look the way Hayward Bay acted like 10 minutes before that. Pittsburgh thing in what respect? The, the refs are in a tank for Pittsburgh. Okay, they're, they're in a tank, but you still can't make rules that don't exist. Well, they did it before, didn't they, a few years back? Well, were you talking about with the do-over? Yeah. They made up a rule there, too, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I guess they... I think they get into a huddle there. How can we punish the Dolphins without making it look totally corrupt? Okay, yeah, I I, I think you're right. That was ridiculous. But 
have you ever, in watching football, have you ever seen a circumstance like that? No. Where you start first and 20. Of course not. I was baffled when I saw that. I didn't even understand it. And I must say, you know I'm not huge on, like, you know, knocking broadcasters like you are. I know you can't stand it. But that's ridiculous. Not one of the Phil Sims or Jim Nash team said anything about it. Because they're clowns. I've been telling you that for years. I mean, first and 25, that play, that more play, that turned the tide in so many ways against the Dolphins. That should have been a perfect example of them getting back in the game and it pretty much iced them from the game. Well, like I said, when you go to Pittsburgh and New England, not only do you have to beat Pittsburgh and New England, you have to beat the referees because they are in the tank unquestionably for those two teams when you go there. And it's, and it's and I have proof, proof, proof about this. I mean, I've seen more bizarre calls in those two dumps than anywhere else in my life. And it's, and, and in Pittsburgh, it travels with you. Why is nobody else talking about it? I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, I haven't heard once. No, they keep saying what a vicious hit it was. That's all. Uh, how come this guy's not fined $100,000 yet? Yeah, I agree. I want to see what the circumstances were around how they did that. And nobody's talking about it. I think it was even more than first and twenty-five, but uh, first and twenty-five. It was first and twenty-five. It was. You're you're, you're done. I mean, you're 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 yeah. driving. You killed the whole drive, so you got nothing for more being almost killed. You got nothing for yeah. that. It wound up being so detrimental that it, it it basically took you right out of the game. Yeah. That hit ended it. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. It really was. And, you know, and like I said, Hayward Bay couldn't have been more egregious to what he was doing 10 minutes before that, and they didn't throw one flag. Not one. I mean, I guess because he was never able to get close enough to a dolphin, but he's screaming and yelling and, you know, throwing phantom for things. I mean, and you're right. His own guys push him off, and you don't hear nothing from that. Now, Johnny did a stupid thing, but it really, you know, I mean, it wasn't a vicious thing. He kind of just pushed the guy. I mean, that's going to equal out the that's what basically happened. That, that, that equaled out, almost killed the guy. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Right. I mean, that, that's absolutely crazy. I, like I told you before, Landry got fined $48,000 for spiking his helmet last week. Now, I don't condone that act, but that's really a $48,000 fine? No, if that is, then this should be a $500,000 fine coming at the bridge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were dirty the whole game, the Steelers team, yeah. too. They were, and you know what it is? Teams will start out physical and dirty. If they're not reprimanded and stopped, yep. they're going to continue. Keeps doing them. That's a Why not? example of it. Yep. Yep. No doubt about it. Now, there was a, there was some really good things to take from this game, and, uh, you know, uh, there's some positives for sure to look at and on the season. So, take a quick break. We'll come on back, and we'll uh, discuss them right back after this. Second and nine, and throwing sideline, and he has the record. Irving Squire on the catch, Dan Marino has now thrown to more yards than anyone else in the history of the National Football League. Hey, this is Dan Marino. You're listening to the Pacatella Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. 
And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello. Miami Dolphins legend show, Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant, as we uh, bring you up to the Monday night national championship game between uh, Alabama and Clemson. Uh, Miami Dolphins uh, season ends in Pittsburgh on Sunday, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, there's a downside to that, you know, but I think that there's also a lot of positives that came from this. Um, They're a very young team, and, you know, you have to take into consideration, you know, of course, that you are playing with a backup quarterback. Would that game have been different if Ryan Tannehill played? Yeah, I think it would have. But once again, I don't think the Dolphin defense was going to be able to stop them enough to win the game. I just think there was way too many holes that are in there, and it just seems like whenever you have, uh, you know, an offense that can almost score at will, you know, you're, the best-case scenario would be to go to a shootout. I mean, we've lived enough of that in, in, in the Dan Marino era to know that you can put up 45 points and still lose the yeah. game, right? Yeah, and you know, just going back to one other thing, you know, about the hit on Moore. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I think Gaze has done a great job this year, but I think he really missed the boat yesterday. I think he should have went nuts. He should have went right up to the reps, and he should have he should have pulled the fit. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, I think I was thinking about that. You know, all right, obviously it's not his demeanor, and it's not the way he is. No, but coach. sometimes these guys got to be put in their place to say, I'm not going to take this crap, you know? That's that's true. I think he was probably – he's an intellectual kind of guy, so I guess he's thinking, first off, how is Matt Moore? Because he was very seriously hit. I no, mean, I know. I don't know how bad it could have been. And then he's thinking, now i got to get T.J. Yates. 
ready for the game. So there's a lot going through his head, you know, to, and I guess that's where it, he was. But you're right. And my biggest point is, like you discussed, with the first down in 25, I would have liked to see him go like a maniac on that. But it was all settled, you know? Yeah, there's no question. You know, but I, you know, it's a first-time coach, you know, and it's, a, it's a playoff spot, and his quarterback, his backup quarterback is taken out in a vicious way like that. So, you know, I guess that encompasses his thinking and, and the way that he is. And, you know, uh, you know, that's where I guess I would look at that. But I understand what you're saying there. I mean, I thought about that when it happened as well. Um, but, you know, I guess you're not going to change the way you are. You know? No, I mean, he's a rookie coach. I think he's done a great job this year, but he's got to get more inserted. You can't let these guys get away with this crap, you know? And you yeah. have to let them know that you know. When you say guys, you're talking about the Steelers? No, the refs. Well, so, right, so tell me exactly what you think you should have done. You should have gotten their face and said, this is ridiculous. I mean, you know, even if they don't change their mind, it makes them think twice for the next time. Yeah. That you're not a patsy, you're not going to roll over and let them do whatever they want, you know? It's a fair point. I thought about it when it went down, too. You know, I know that that's not the way Gates' personality You know, look, I'm not telling you the whole crew's corrupt because there are different people there, but you know damn well that the Rooney's got guys that were favorable to their, their to them to do this game. You know it. Yeah, you really think you, you No, I, I, don't, I don't know it. I, I 100% know it. You know, when he's warming his whistle up with their heat and talking to the players like he's going home with them on the buffet bus. You know, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the guy that made that call at Roethlisberger years ago went home on the team plane. Remember that one? Don't let that – don't kid yourself with that. That was one of the, the do-over play. circumstances I've, I've ever seen. And then he goes home on the team flight because he's from the – Well, he's from there, owns a business there, and he went home on the team plane. Boy, that was Probably drinking with everybody. Yeah, that 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 was strange. There's no doubt about that. You know, and there has been some strange circumstances. I mean, I'll leave that alone. I try to concentrate on the X's and O's. But hey, look, yeah. a family who owns racetracks, I wouldn't play poker with them. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I getting back to I mean, I think that there was some positives in the game. Right, let's start with Jarvis Landry. Okay, Jarvis Landry for all his antics. Uh, has had some, you know, moments, and he wound up having 100 yards in the game. So, um, you know, I thought he had a pretty good game, and like you had brought up on the uh, the car ride here today, you thought that, uh, I mean, he had a better first playoff than Beckham had. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, he had a very good game yesterday. I mean, you know, it's just, unfortunately, I mean, this is a bad position for us to be going in, you know. With yeah, this defense, you know, we beat this team once already, and, you knew it was going to get ugly. Yeah, I thought that the, it was, to me, I didn't say it earlier, what just reminded me of was the, the 98 Broncos playoff game. Now, it's different. I understand that. You know, the 98 Broncos team that you beat in Miami on Sunday night or whatever it was, and then you wound up going there for a division game and you wound up losing, what, 38-3. to three. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was brutal. Oh, man, we've had some buttes, huh? Yeah, and people still look at me like I'm nuts, but if you remember early in that game, there was an opportunity for, I think it was O.J. Bagans or one of the linebackers had a kick six in his hands and he dropped it. And I still think that that game would have went a little differently had he returned that. But, yeah, um, it would have been 48-10. to 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
But, uh, yeah, but, the, you know, the, that, this game reminded me of that. I knew that it was going to be a different scenario going around. But the thing that pops into my head now, Rich, is that even after this whole assault and it seemed to be a blowout, the young Dolphins really did compose themselves and put it together. They were second-half team, and they were on the verge of doing that. I mean, you can't take that away. No. Obviously, they didn't punch it in, and Moore made a, a real – a couple of real stupid mistakes in this game. It seemed like he seen Harrison. You were pointing that out. Right? He was looking yeah. at him. I don't understand that he, he scrambled away and doesn't do anything with the ball except fumble it. I, I don't understand that. Did he, did he just not realize this? I don't know. He's like he's looking at him. He scrambles, and then he he's like shocked that he's getting tackled from behind. And the yeah, ball comes I out. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand it. He's looking right at him. If you watch it, it's like, it's really strange. That's what I saw, too. It was very strange. Like, he yeah. seemed like he knew it was there, and the only thing I could figure was that he had a lot more time, and he was shocked that he had gotten to him that quickly. Yeah. But, you know, the ball was exposed, and it was, you know, listen, it was a mistake. I watched Matt Moore, and, you know, he certainly did a good job, um, you know, as far as, and, I mean, if you look at his stats, one thing that might surprise you is that, he was 29 for 36. No, he had a, you know, he had a good right? statistic game. It's just that the three turnovers were horrible. Well, four yeah, really, right? He, yeah. Well, the two fumbles and uh, one interception where he didn't see the guy drop back in the coverage. Right. Was there another interception later? Yeah, maybe there was just one. I think yeah. it was just the one. But those three turnovers were absolutely And there were three in a row, too, which really yeah. killed us. You, you cannot recover from no. that. I knew when they didn't punch the ball in at the half right before the half, I knew you weren't going to recover from that. You weren't going to catch him at that point, yeah. No. That, you needed and, then, and, then you, and then you just piled it on after that, you know? Yeah, after the, after then, the third turnover, that was it, you know? Yeah, that was it. There was nothing you were going to do, you know, with, with no. that at that point. I mean, you were just outnumbered. You're, you know, you're in a you know, look, I, I, I was shocked this team got as far as they did. I didn't think they were uh, – I mean, after one and four, I was looking at six wins, maybe tops, no, you, you know? Were, you were saying four. Four, all right, four, which I'm shocked at how good they did. But I got to be honest with you, I, you know, the Steelers won 11 games, right? We won 10. I think we're they're miles ahead of us, though. You know what I mean? I don't think we are. I think you know. Look, I, there's a lot of good things I saw, but there's there's a lot of things that I don't know if can be fixed right away. Yeah, I disagree with you immensely on this whole thing. I mean, you've been down in this team. So much yeah, I mean, I think we got exposed. I mean, with the, the last two good teams we played, we've gotten manhandled. I mean, yeah, you know, it doesn't right. look good. Yeah, I understand we don't have Tano. I understand, you know, no, 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 what no. the problems are. But yeah. I don't know if what's wrong with our defense is fixable in a year. I don't think I don't think it is. You you, you think they're gonna they're gonna be able to add five or six guys into this defense and change this culture and just and all of a sudden they're gonna be a shutdown defense next year? I don't say it. But I think that there's a lot of gray areas between the two, and I think that the positives on the offensive side of the ball are tremendous, and I don't think you're giving enough time to the offense. No, I, I do, but you know, there's been plenty of games where they can't score a lick, you know, throughout the year, you know. You know, the offense isn't the offense isn't like you know there's you know look times they look great times they look inept you know how many no. camps have we gone through where the where the offense has done nothing you know no not not anymore no that's, that's my point like I understand what you're saying because I used to feel the same way that's that's the 
that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. I mean, quite honestly, if you look at the Dolphins, okay, if you look at the Dolphins, the only stinker room was that Ravens game. They were shut down in that Ravens game. There's no doubt about that. But they were putting up points. Throughout the entire year, almost since that Pittsburgh game. Yeah, but they've also went through spurts like first halves where they did nothing. You know, they did play a lot of inferior teams too in that run too. They're a second half team. There's no doubt about it. I don't think they played as many inferior teams as you think. Okay, just give you an example. Everything changed in that Steelers game. They put up 30 points to beat the Steelers, right? Yep. And they put up 28 points and beat the Bills. And they put up 27 points and beat the Jets. Then they went out to San Diego and put up 31 points. Now, they played the Rams, and I'll give you, that was a stinker rule. That's the game you're talking about. They were very flat in that game. Yep. And you needed Drake to return the touchdown. Hey, look, San Diego, the Jets and the Bills aren't exactly world beaters here. Yeah, but when you're putting up 31 points, there's no other offense that's going to be better than that. Yeah, I, I got you. Okay. Who are you playing? They made 49ers, 31 points. Yeah, you know, the Ravens game was the bad one. They put a 26 on the Cardinals, 34 on the Jets again, 34 on the Bills. You know, I mean, this is, the offense is not the same offense that has just been terrible for, you know, a long time. Well, it definitely, it's come, I think the receiving core is good. They could use another pass-catching tight end, I think. You know, but, but you know they're going to cause problems with the line. They're going to let Albert go this year, so now – we're we're in the we're in the process of like moving tons of little tackle looking for another guard again. You know how good we do with that. I was a hundred percent sure of that move. I'm not a hundred percent sure anymore. I think that's maybe like a sixty five seventy percent move. I was a hundred percent sure that was happening. I told you I was the first one to say that they were. I think they were. I think they were looking to purge him, Pat, two years ago. Yeah, I no, I I agree, but I'm saying when they got. I'm the one who told you that they were going to move him back to tackle eventually and get rid of Albert. I think that's probably still going to happen, but I don't think it's the surest thing right now, especially with Pouncey. Because there's a lot of question marks with the offensive lines are playing better. You know, you need a couple moves there. I'm not saying you're going to get a shutdown defense in a year, but I think that you can add pieces to this and other guys are going to help you. You don't need a shutdown defense. Right now, you've got a defense Well, you can't have a sieve like we have. You know, we have a sieve. The middle of the field is a sieve. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, look at the missed tackles on on those two runs yesterday in the first quarter. I mean, that's disgusting. But you can't tell me there's not a great area there. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to go from you don't have to go from D to A. But you can't tell me you can't land somewhere on a solid, you know. I understand that, but but you know as well as I do, it's very hard to solve problems in a year, right? And when you have multiple issues, it's hard. Yes. And and look who we have solving our problems. Well, that's where that's where it comes down to for you. See, we that's what it is. You have no faith in Panama, and I understand why you don't. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, I know. Come on. Yeah, I got it. I have a lot of faith in Gates. I think he's, he's done a very good job, and I think he's going to continue to do a very good job. And I think this young team is a lot quicker than in the past. I really think it's going to get better, I guess. I don't know how much better, but I think it's going to get better. And if better means one more game, 
Then I'm, I'm very happy with an 11-5. Oh, I would, I would be ecstatic with that. I mean, you know, 11-5, yeah. and five, you're, com- you're competing for the division at that point. You know, two, you know? But I 
guy making plays all over the field. But these two outside linebackers are terrible. Yeah, they're awful. And so it makes everything else worse. So you got to pick one way or another. you got to add linebackers to that staff. And you said, you know, you keep Kiku is too small to move outside. I don't think he is because I think he's undersized in the middle anyway. Well, I was reading the article, I think it was Sun Sentinel or Harold, one of the two, and they said they want it. They may move him outside like you're saying, but he has to bulk up. Now, if he bulks up, he's probably not going to be as fast. And he's slow now. You may not have to be as fast, though, over there, you know. Here's what it comes down to. You can talk to Bill or in the face with it. It comes down to who you're adding to the linebacker. And I'll give you an example. If you put Von Miller outside, right, Keith Alonso would be five times better in the middle. Yeah, you know what the problem is? He gets manhandled by the linemen badly. Yeah, but you know what? So did Zach Thomas at times, too, Rich. No yeah, but it wasn't constant, dude. But Zach Thomas also made plays left and right. Oh, yeah. Of course he did. He was fantastic. Yeah. He was a Hall of Fame linebacker, one of the best Dolphin linebackers we've ever had. The best Dolphin players we've ever had. I'm not comparing the two. Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to say, when you have an undersized... And Kiko Alonso also, he's very apprehensive of making a tackle. Like, he always yes. thinks he's going to get deked, and he stands there, and then he's always chasing somebody. And he's he very is. annoying. I see that. I see that. I understand what you mean by that. He is a physical guy, though, and he's tough. He plays with broken not saying he's not tough. tough. He's just not that good. If you put, I think he's better than you think he is. I mean, if you put guys around him, I'd like to see how that shakes out, you know. And if you want to go get a bona fide inside linebacker, I have no problem with that. I'm the one who told you about blowing him out of San Francisco, a guy like that, you know. I would love to see that. And then, then let's see where it goes, you know. So I'm not sold, but I'm just trying to be realistic. I also thought Maxwell was playing much better before he got hurt. And I think that Maxwell not being in the Steeler game, a healthy Maxwell, would be different because he's shut Antonio Brown right down. Right down the first game. He had a fantastic game, and then he started playing well. So him not being in, you know, in that lineup definitely hurts me as well. Unarguable. That's where I see it. I think he stinks too, but that's besides the point. <laughs> this is Don Shula. Happy to be on the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associate Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance while playing for the Miami Dolphins in 1975. Don recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit him at www.donnottinghamins.com. And now back to your Miami Dolphins legend show with your host, Pat Catello.
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show. Pat Catello, Rich Van Zandt, as we recap the Miami Dolphins' uh, wild card loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, uh, there was other games that took place, obviously, uh, yesterday, and uh, the um, NFL wild card round has come to an end. Uh, not many surprises, I don't think. I mean, I, I, when I look at it, um, a couple things come to mind. Um, I, I thought that. The Texans probably played better than I thought they would have. Their defense was a little better than I thought. I know they're the number one ranked defense in football. I didn't really see that all year. But, you know, I, I still think that that's, you know, sacrificial land for the New England Patriots. So you might as well just put them in the championship game right now. question comes down to Ben Roethlisberger hurt his ankle and how healthy will he be as they go to Kansas City. Uh, we'll get Rich's thoughts on that and, and a few Rich seems to think every year I'm worried about the Patriots you know, winning the Super Bowl. Well, you know, they won it the year before last, and, you know, if they go back, it'll be the second time in three years. So um, I'm not sure I see anybody stopping them. From the NFC perspective, uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, started off slow and then a Hail Mary seemed to turn that game completely around, and then he, he just caught fire. And, uh, you know, basically um, the Giants' offense was a shell of what it was, and, and they rolled over there. And then the game I, I loved was Seattle over the Lions, and sure enough, they, they did. So that's getting a little bit interesting there. Rich, uh, let's get your perspective on it uh, from the AFC perspective first. Uh, what do you see there? I don't think you see any difference in the Raiders and the Texan game. Do you think that both teams? No, I mean, you know, there was no surprises all weekend. All, you know, I think the favorites, all favorites won. I think the average uh, margin of victory is 19 points over the four games. So there's really no big surprises. There's no upsets at all. Yeah, there wasn't. I mean, I guess the only surprise, you know, maybe was that some people thought that the Giants would have showed up a little bit better than they did. Well, look where we live. I think they're delusional around here, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, So, uh, what are you seeing now looking ahead in ASC-wise? Pittsburgh's going to go out to Kansas City. Roethlisberger a little bit banged up here. He's fine, by the way. They did an MRI. He aggravated an uh, old broken bone in his foot, but it's, there's nothing wrong with him. Right, that could still be aggravating, right? Could still be a nuisance, but you think he'll be 100%. Do you ever see him being nuisance-wise with anything? Nope. I'm, so, you know, I don't think there's going to be any any problem with him next week. That's a tough game. I, that's, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Pittsburgh won there. You know, I think that's a 50-50 game. But, you know, somebody's going to New England the following week. Yeah, which, which, which team has the better chance to beat New England? I can't see Kansas City going in there and doing it. I think Pittsburgh could because they've beaten them before. But I, I, I would think if Kansas City goes there, New England's in another Super Bowl. Yeah, I can't agree with you. We're on, we're on the same yeah, same page with that. Um, NFC now. Um, Seattle, I knew, was going to dominate Detroit. They did. Um, the Packers, obviously, are the hottest team in football right now. But where does that stop, you know? Um, Stops uh, in Dallas, I think. You think so? Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah, I mean, you see, you could see, you know, a lot of times teams look great in this round, and then they get, they get beat up the next one because the better team's waiting. And I think that's what's happening right now. Absolutely. Now, you think this Dallas team is the real deal? Are they going to continue what they did in the regular season? They showed a couple of bumps along You know, when you have an offensive line like that, you have a running game like that, you have a quarterback that doesn't make mistakes, and you have a defense, yeah, it's you're pretty hard to beat. 
So you're, you're, you're for real as far as you're concerned. You're, you're yeah, I mean, you know, you know, he's a rookie that you know he doesn't you know throw for 385 yards, but the kid doesn't turn the ball over. When you have a running game and a defense like that, and a solid offensive line, I mean, that's pretty much what you got to do. Right. And uh, when you look at Seattle now, and they they move on, and what do you see in that game? You know, I mean, do you think Atlanta, is Atlanta just this regular season team like always, or are they going to turn it up and be able to play at a high level? They have looked a lot better than, than this year than they have in past years. I mean, you know, would I be shocked if Seattle beat them? No. You know, that that's that's one of the upsets I could see. You know, they're playing inside. Seattle's not a great road team, but... Uh, you know, it's not like they're going to have to deal with elements there. They're inside, you know. And then the NFC teams, which team has the best chance to beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl? You know, I think Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I disagree on that. I think it's actually Seattle. I think if Seattle got there. Too many injuries this year. You know, their defense is too banged up, you know, especially yeah. the secondary. Oh, Earl, you know Thomas, obviously, but um, you know if if you uh, if you get there, and, and their defense isn't as dominating as they used to be. Plus, no, they don't not. have Lynch, you know. No, that's true. But if they were able to get there, that would mean that they're playing really good football, right? If they if they get to the Super yeah, Bowl, yeah, I, I don't see that happening. A rematch of that Super Bowl? I, I think that would be a lot closer than you think. I yeah, think no, I don't see them getting there though. I don't think that's happening. Well, I didn't ask that. I said, which team has a better chance of beating the Patriots? Yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah, no, I got you. I got what you're saying. I, I, I don't not, know. I'm not saying Seattle goes, but I'm saying if they did. Well, then, and they beat them once already this year, so now you're asking them to beat them twice. Yeah. Which, you know, which isn't as rare as you think. Usually that does happen. At a conference? Well, I don't know that there's been that many, you know, Opportunities that that's happened, but you know, yeah, and it wouldn't shock me either way. But, um, you know, Dallas is the big I guess, question mark, right? Are they able to perform at the level that they have all year? Are they going to continue to roll in the playoffs, you know? And then if you do get to there, um, you know, what happens then? I mean, uh, you know, do they do they lay an egg? The New England scares me this year. I mean, they they scare you every year. And I'm right, though. I mean, two years ago, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. This will be the second time in three years. So what are you going to do? You know? I'm not going to do anything. I just think that you underestimate them all the time. The league has never been as weak as it has been, you know. They're the shiniest one in the AFC. There's no question. But there's no great team in the AFC. No, there's not. But you haven't really given, given me any convincing argument that there's a team to beat them. But you won't say they're the best team in football. They're the best team in the AFC. I don't know. They haven't played Dallas. They haven't played Atlanta. I don't know. I think both of those teams could beat them. <laughs> Seattle beat them already. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How, how much you how much you put and how much faith you have in Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons coming into the fall? Against the New England Patriots, you could talk all you want when you close. I have a lot more faith with Cowboys in that game. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's my yep. point, my friend. Yeah, no doubt about it. 
You know, I'll tell you something. We waited eight years for that game yesterday. We stopped yeah. the music. <laughs> you know? We waited eight years for a playoff game, and I still have the same feeling I did eight years ago. It's not a happy one. Took a look down Westbound Road, right away, I made my choice. It's still emptiness, you know what I mean? I don't like losing in the first round. It's not fun. I was tired of my own road. No, I hope you're right, but uh, I don't know. Took a beat on the Northern Plains and just roll that power on. What, were you supposed to be happy about that game yesterday? I don't know. I think you're supposed to be happy. I think you're supposed to be happy about it. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in the bar to have a brew. Thank you. 